Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Host Green Diva Meg, co-host Green Diva Lisa, and sidekick Green Dude Scott share resources and ideas as they explore fun and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. And now, your host, Green Diva Meg. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Coming to you live from Soggy Saturday. (laughs) Anyway, the beautiful uh, studios of WMTR. I'm just turning up my volume so I can hear myself. <laughs> I just turned mine down. I, I'm not, mine's not quite working. So you're on with Green Diva Meg. And Green Diva Lisa. We have a special guest Green Diva co-host today, Michelle Hollow. Hi. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. We're so Good glad morning, she's Michelle. here with us. And, of course, we've got Silent Jesse, who's waving. Everybody imagine Jesse waving. And we have our new intern, Nicole, here today. Hey, Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. <laughs> She's taking pictures. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't put my makeup on. Ah, it's radio. Wait, what? I know. I thought I could do this in my pajamas. No, don't picture that. Actually, Silent Jesse came in her jammies today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, let me just take a moment to thank our online media partners and our other, other media partners that help grow our Green Diva family. We've got care2.com, eatdrinkbetter.com, earthgarage.com. Ecoseed.org, Green Revolution Radio out of Tucson, Arizona, FeelGoodStyle.com, Grateful Dread Public Radio, GDreadRadio.net, and um, they all they all read broadcast the show or the podcast. Um, they all help help us out. Yeah, and we're really getting to know them better ourselves. And and some of these, like Care2, we had the founder of Care2 on yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, and I. I learned so much more about it, and they're one of my favorites. Well, and it's fun. Eat, it's eat better, drink eat, eat drink, drink better. better. <laughs> That's close. Did I tell you, I was dyslexic. I know. Well, and just so happens we have today our our featured guest is going to be Becky Streepy from who's who's the publisher of Eat Drink Better. and many others that are very yes. popular as yes, well. That, all the favorite ones are Becky. Yeah, I shouldn't say that out loud because I love David. Who you know, they're they're all with important media. We're all with important media now, right? But um, and important media is doing important stuff. They really are. So, but Becky is one of my favorite buddies, and she's like a mentor. Even though I think she's like twenty years younger than me, <laughs> she's the cutest darn thing. But she's really, really bright at green blogging. And um, well, that's kind of the nature of this beast right now. Is that you know some of us. Uh, Older folk have to really, we have to rely on the young people to keep us up to speed with all this new technology. Well, she's extremely patient with me. <laughs> she has to be. Um, but Becky will be calling in. Um, I call her my green blogger maven. And um, But she does eatdrinkbetter.com, feelgoodstyle.com, mm-hmm. and she does glitter and glue, which is a really fun crafting and DIY or DIY, <laughs> do your yeah, do, do it you yourself. <laughs> do it yourself. Do I DIY? Drunken wall <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, that's what she's going to be talking about today. I think is a lot of fun, you know, projects. Craft. And, she's she yeah. loves the crafty thing. And there's some there's a big uh, conference coming up. And be and in her honor, all of my repurposing things that I did my homework on this this week is all about crafty things you can do at home. Crafty. You crafty thing, you. Yeah, your take two. I tend to, yes, my take two segment. I tend to, 
I'm not a very good small craft person. I think personally, I'm I have uh, a little more testosterone than, than the average woman. I like bigger projects than the little small motor skill projects that girls are supposed to like. So mine tend to be more decorating, crafty things. That but I got some cool stuff. It all matters, man. It all matters. I got to get some makeup on my face before she takes too many pictures. Um, <laughs> anyway, we also have our sleeping naked is green segment this week. Which yep, one? sponsored by Essentia, who whom we love. Yeah, organic bedding baby. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm still just dreaming of my Essentia bed. I'm working too. on it. I'm working on it. Um, and Michelle will talk to us today about happy green pets. Yes, sir. She does a blog called Pets News and Views. Petnewsandviews.com. Pet Views. Thank you. Um, and by the way, I'll just remind everybody that. Um, we do have a, a post right on our blog right after the show uh, with all the links and resources of everything we talk about. So if, so if you're driving or you don't have time to write stuff down. You just don't want to. Check in or you just don't want to right now, which is fine. Um, check in our on our website later today and we'll have everything on there. And our website is thegreendivas.com, which is T-H-E. GreenDivas.com, and then check us out on Facebook, which is Green Diva Radio Show. Yeah, or now we've we've graduated to where you can just go Facebook.com backslash Green Divas. Isn't that cool? When I you, guess, yeah, yeah, when you get to a certain point, and I didn't know this, when you get a certain amount of fans on your Facebook fan page, oh. you can you can get your own URL, your custom URL. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but now we do. Well, um, no, I'm we glad do. to hear that that's where we are on Facebook. And uh, with Nicole here, I'm going to uh, pump up some videos, uh, tips and things for us to do. And we're going to become YouTube stars as well. Oh, that means less eating and more makeup, right? Uh, yeah. And but well, my, my we, we have, we'll have a good photographer here, so we'll make sure we get the right angle and we'll all look as cute as we can be. Cute as we can be. <laughs> well, speaking of makeup, I was just thinking about our G2 Organics gals. They're still, we've got, you know, some G2 Organics product to give away to uh, the one of one of our new likes, one of our new fans, like <laughs> one of the new fans on our Facebook page. If you go to our Facebook page and click like and then mention G2 Organics on our fan page, you are in the running, and we have a list of everybody who does that. And when we get up to 3,000, we will pull a, a name out of the, the list, and somebody will win a really cool basket of of G2 goodies. And they, I think she's launched. I'm not entirely sure, but I think they launched that D2, which is this diamond dust, this really luscious um, uh, moisturizing lotion. lotion that is, you know, for face, hands, anything, but it's it's. it's Good, clean enough for your face. It's gentle enough for your face. Well, we're, it's detoxifying. And they don't test on animals. I do know that. You yes, do know that. They, oh. Very, That's very mm-hmm. important. If I go See? for makeup, it has to have that does not test yeah. on animals. Right. Yeah. Cruelty-free. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're a big fan of their nail polish, which is non-toxic and doesn't stink. I love it. Yeah. Even not, their nail polish remover doesn't stink. Bad. Yeah. yeah. It's got a nice smell. I don't think it smells at all. Oh, well, it's got a scent to it that's quite lovely, I think. So I also want to just say that if anybody wants to call us, if they have questions at, uh, from us or any of our guests during the show or they have something to contribute um, and, and an idea or something they want to tell us, please call us. And we can be found 973-267-9687. 
Get your pens. I will say it again. <laughs> like a teacher. 973-267-9687. You can always go to WMTRAM.com and find all this stuff. But uh, we'd love it if you called us. And you can today you can call and talk to Michelle about pet stuff and pet ideas and green pet ideas and healthy pets and animal rights and cruelty-free. And she's really— Actually, just a reminder, too, if friends uh, have— if you have friends that aren't in the area listening to the radio, they can listen to us live on WMTRAM.com. That's good to know. Yeah, we stream live, and then we podcast, so we're all over the place, man. Anyway, so, yeah, we've got uh, Green Dude Scotty's up in Connecticut. We give a shout-out to Green Dude Scotty. He's, he's been very busy up there, and they're being flooded again and have, you know, rain damage again. Is he going to call in with some tech tips? Um, I don't think so today because we we just we have a kind of full schedule. We do but he have might a call and pester us anyway. Well, I hope so. I'm, I miss him. I gave see I gave his time to Michelle because she's here today. Right. Thank you. That's right. Because <laughs> she's going to tell us about happy green pets and some of those celebrity pet stories. I want to hear the juice. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were just starting to talk about that. I'm like, no, no, save it, save it for the show. So anyway, what else is going on this week, Lisa? Um, let's see, we have, well, we have, um, all kinds of good things coming up for the show. I mean, I have, I can't wait to talk about the things I have to talk about, and I can't wait to hear about the pet stuff, because I want to get the good... Is this Peace Week? Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, we were listening, yes. Um, they've been this, there's been this wonderful thing on... On, um, I guess it's been like a conference call, right. and an amazing array of people on this conference call this whole week. Did you know anything about that, Michelle? Uh, well, I know my Care Two friends. I'm on Care yeah. Two yeah. a lot. That yeah. is my yeah, favorite social media networking site um, because of the animal uh, welfare tract on there. So I got I don't know maybe like 50 Peace Week cards from my Care Did Two you? friends. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I I do get cards from my care too. I don't have as many connections on care too as I as because I don't play on there as much as I'd like to. But I love going on there and you know checking out some of the activities. But uh, yeah, Peace Week now, Lisa. That maybe that's why your story did so well. She did a really nice blog post called Seven. Was it Seven Ways to Peace Out? Yeah, <laughs> or Seven Great Ways to Peace Out. And um, it's a very thoughtful piece with some good ideas of. You know, just just how to rethink things, but also a couple of really practical ways. Um, but uh, that 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 post got like a thousand hits this week. Just that one post, it's crazy. Well, everybody needs a little help learning how to relax. And um, I did talk about different things, just different things to think about. Um, Ways to relax. One of the first things I talked about was uh, turning, turning the news off in the morning. First thing in the morning. That was that was one of the things that really helped me when I decided I needed to chill out and get a little better balance in my life. And and I, I my the guy that I was living with at the time was such a news junkie that I became on a I was on a need to know basis. And it was great because I totally trusted him to decipher the news in a way that I, I needed it. So I, I was in a really good place. So I was not listening to the news in the morning, and I was, 
I was so much more relaxed the rest of the day when I didn't wasn't Isn't that funny kind of suffering with everybody that all this terrible news. But the truth is, evening news is to me the more the more dramatic negative news. Morning news is sort of light and fluffy. You know, I, or about I agree traffic. With you on that, totally agree with you. I wake up every morning listening to. I'm a news junkie. I am, and I still <laughs> read and get the daily newspapers as well. I, I yeah. got to get my fix. And there's light news as well. But, um, I mean, I, I usually stay away from the celebrity stuff, the gossipy stuff. But Oh, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like my junk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, that, you know, I have very few vices left. I really enjoy, like, the, the, you know, celebrity stupid news. Well, if I do listen to the news in the morning, if it's not NPR on the radio, if I turn the, if I turn the TV on, then um, I really like... Uh, I like some of the fluff stuff on the. Th- I mean, when they come up with sort of how-to things, obviously with this repurposing section that I do, I love how-to kind of stuff. I yeah, love to yeah. learn things that make my life more efficient or more healthy. Or so you like HGTV, man? I I don't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like a whole show of it. Oh, okay. And I and you know what? Unless what, we're really doing drives it. me. Unless, unless we're doing it. Yeah, but what drives me crazy about these HGTV shows is that it's. The, the information is so redundant because of their commercial breaks. You see the same footage with the same, you know, moment to wait for. Yeah. About seven Isn't times it in an yeah. hour. And I and, and honestly, they, the celeb shows do the same thing. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the design of these these HGTV shows. I get why they have to do it from a marketing point of view and an audience point of view because everybody clicks around and they want to keep up. But if I hear that... Something is going to happen soon. Yeah. Another time. I'm yeah. like, that's when I click. Yeah. I click off. I don't have patience. Hey, hey you know, one thing I wanted to bring up, I wanted to talk about how I know Michelle. Well, let's do that. Because it's kind of cute <laughs> and funny. Well, I mean, first of all, I think we met with the Professionals and Media Group, right? Yes, we did. Through Sally Herships. Or Jackie, not Sally, Jackie, Jackie Herships. Jackie yeah. Herships and I formed Professionals and Media about five years ago now. We host meetings in South Orange and Maplewood, our hometowns. About once every other month, uh, we were we're freelancers. We work out of our homes. We wanted to meet other people, and we thought let's have like a salon. And what we did was we invited an editor from the city. We're so close, South Orange, yeah. Maplewood, so close to Manhattan, and we have a lot of editors, publishers. Yeah, there's a lot of media uh, people built. in Maplewood. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been going strong, and it's great networking. I mean, that's how I got contracts to a few of my books. Well, I'm flattered to be part of the group, really. And she invited me to be on a blog panel, and I, I, I was embarrassed because I haven't been blogging as much as I used to. Yeah, but Megan, you were one of the first bloggers. I mean, you were you were an early blogger, green yeah. blogger, yeah. And you had a lot of good is. information to yeah. depart. Oh, you, you really guys did. are so flattering. <laughs> Sucking up will get you everywhere. But, but then Michelle and I got talking one night at one of these gatherings about a book she was writing for uh, about the Grateful Dead. And I and, found out you were a deadhead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In in the day, back in the day. And anyway, so I, um, she wrote a book for fifth graders. What's the name title of it? It's a, what a, a long strange trip it's been. Um, <laughs> of course, Grateful Dead. It's a bio. Um, the great thing was I got to hang out with Bob Weir. I know, and I was He's so still jealous. my heart. I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm in the book because she interviewed me for the book. So that's like one of my. But the funny, it, 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 even funnier than that was it became controversial, and then I got to be interviewed with the Star Ledger because people were concerned that you're talking to fifth graders about a band that was all about. Drugs, drugs and sex. Well, I mean, some people perceived, obviously, that they were about drugs, drugs and 
sex and rock and roll. And but there was some of that, but it doesn't have to be all about that. And that's what we, we kind of – she did a great job. The book is excellent. Well, thank you. And I'm very proud to be in it. But anyway, I just had to toss it out there because it well, was Well, my favorite fun. section was covering deadheads because the dedication, the devotion – and deadheads are the most uh, – so excited! They they love talking. They're they're passionate about yeah, the yeah. dead. And, um, and was I like that? It. Well, you were um, really uh, keen on Bob Weir. I yeah. mean, everybody <laughs> was telling me about Jerry. Jerry this, Jerry that. And if Especially. Jerry was alive, he would have talked to you. And because the only one I spoke to was um, was Bob Weir. I got to speak to their manager, Dennis McNally. And oh and wow. So, well, it, confessions of a green diva. Here you go. See, That's, I got to watch out. We got to go to a break, but we'll be right back. We have lots more. Please stay tuned. Good morning. What the heck happened to you last night? <laughs> oh, it's just my old mattress. You know, I want one of those memory foam mattresses, but they're so toxic. I really can't go there. You have to try Essentia. They're the only company making outrageously comfortable, all-natural foam mattresses. You know, like Tempur-Pedic, but healthier. Really? Essentia? Really? And I hear they're giving away $300 with the purchase of any mattress if you mention the Green Divas radio show. Find a store near you at myessentia.com. If you have a dog, cat, bird, horse, ferret, or other living creature from the animal kingdom that you share your life and home with, you'll want to learn about natural pet care products that are not only safer for your furry or feathered friend, but also easier on the environment, too. Here are some websites and blogs that I recommend. For safe, natural, and earth-friendly toys and treats, westpawdesign.com. For an amazing array of eco-friendly pet products, ecopets.com. For news on a variety of natural pet ideas and products, care2.com. For great in-depth stories on all things pets, petnewsandviews.com. To find out more about the Green Divas radio show and podcast, visit thegreendivas.com. Now more from the Green Divas and the token testosterone green dude, Scott. Well, welcome back. Instead of our token testosterone, we have our guest Green Diva today, Michelle Hollow. Hi. Author and pet diva and... Uh, blogger. Blogger. She's just amazing. <laughs> Professional in media, founder... Co-founder. Co-founder. Uh, All right. Yeah. Got to give Jackie credit. Got to give Jackie credit. She's amazing. So I'll have to get um, myself there too and check. Yes, out. yeah, because you haven't been here during any of these events. But I was. Uh, we did that panel month, couple months ago. I don't know. Time is becoming so weird to me. Someone said to me something that you know, but like that happened three years ago, and I was like, really? I thought that was like a month ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like warped. Anyway. Um, just want to mention again our Facebook page to please find us and interact with us there because we enjoy that. We like to be interactive Green Divas, and that's facebook.com backslash Green Divas or just, you know, search Green Divas Radio Show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Green Diva Meg. And you can follow me at Green Diva Lisa. And sometimes we remember to tweet. <laughs> I'm getting better about it. Yeah, I like Twitter. I like Twitter better than uh, Facebook. I'm not a Facebook fan. I'm on it. I have yeah. two Facebook sites, actually. One for Michelle C. Hollow. Right. And I have the Pet News and Views one, which I don't keep up as much as I should. I do I, get, I get liked, a lot of traffic. I liked Pet News and Views, just so you know. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, and the Twitter thing, we were talking about that a minute ago, but... Um, 
uh, what I've done is I've got my Facebook's uh, the fan page. So if I put something on there, it automatically goes to Twitter. But then I have to remember that it's going to Twitter and that it needs to be less than 140 characters or 120, as Michelle reminded us, because if you want someone to retweet it, you need to give them space to do it. That's why I go to Twitter first. So I, I yeah, write something know, yeah. for, for my Twitter account first, and then it, it forwards to my Facebook. Or, oh, my God. We yeah. do a whole show. Like, I need, like, a 101 on this well, stuff. The best one, I think. I love LinkedIn. Yeah, Everybody I do, too. Everybody yeah. overlooks that. No. Um, that I, is a great one. And I actually started a Pet News and Views group that's doing really well. And oh, I have to find there's a thing. lot of discussion there. Uh, it's, it's more meaningful. Who has time for all this online discussion. It's so hard to keep up. You do it at certain <laughs> points in the day, and you yeah. really have to organize your day. But I find that LinkedIn, everybody's there for a purpose. It's a work-related purpose, yeah. and they want it's information. Serious. Yeah, but I'll tell you that um, I joined a lot of groups, and when I was posting, you know, like the uh, the day before um, a radio show or whatever, we got more traffic from LinkedIn than anywhere else. Oh, interesting. It is interesting. I've gotten jobs from LinkedIn. I really, yeah. Oh, yeah. really like LinkedIn. Well, that's all I, right. I'll some pull of my, my socks up and get, get on it <laughs> better. Anyway, well, now it's time for Sleeping Naked is Green. At least Vanessa Farquharson, who wrote the book, thought so. Using her hilarious book, we will explore and expand on some of the 366 journal entries where she shares her year-long journey of trying new ways of being green on a daily basis. This segment is brought to you by Essentia, the only natural memory foam mattress in the world. MyEssentia.com. And, of course, the Green Divas Radio Show. Well, there we are. Not another edition of Sleeping Naked is Green. Lisa picked out a good one this week, um, September 26, from the book, of course, that Vanessa Fakwarson built and, uh, I mean, wrote. <laughs> she funny? built it she in terms of information. Um, it's, uh, use, it's September 26th is her journal entry. It's use eco-friendly cutting board. Right. Just for our um, listeners, uh, um, what she does is write a different block. Every day she does something that is green for 366 days in this case. And yeah. So this was September. I was trying to get something as close to my son's birthday <laughs> that was something that would resonate with us. And um, so we came up with use an eco-friendly cutting board. Right. And some of them are just that. It's just a statement. Sometimes she writes two pages about it. Sometimes it's just that day all I did. But but they spur a conversation. And, you know, an immediate yeah. conversation on this one was I thought of bamboo cutting boards, right? Right. And my comment about that was... We have all these great new organic uh, resources like bamboo, which is it, it's a wonderful resource because it grows easily and it doesn't use a lot of water and all of this other stuff. But it's so thin that a lot of products are use use bamboo. They have to use a lot of adhesive to to hold pieces of bamboo together. So right. the question was then, right. you know, are we using safe? adhesives and glues and things like well, that. Well, the question is how eco-friendly, because when you think eco-friendly, immediately bamboo comes to mind because it's been marketed so well for textiles and for flooring and cutting boards. I mean, here's my question. What other eco-friendly cutting board is there? Right. I don't well. know. I couldn't think of any, so I thought bamboo. So anyway, so how eco-friendly is it? So I did a little homework. Thank you, Megan. Um 
because this, you know, people will frequently ask these questions and I don't always have the answers. So apparently it takes between three to five years for bamboo to be – these are the good bits, okay? These are the, the, the plus side category for why to use bamboo because it takes three to five years to be ready to harvest compared to 30 to 50 years for hardwood counterparts. And this is primarily for hardwood or, you know, um, bamboo uh, cutting board things, not textiles, okay? Um, It produces more oxygen than a forest of compatible size or comparable size. I hadn't. I, that, I thought that was really interesting. So it's it's actually a better plant. It prevents erosion. Uh, it can grow without pesticides or chemicals, which I think is a huge plus. Absolutely. Low maintenance bamboo. It's like a weed. It grows. It's very very <laughs> easy to grow. It's very it, very difficult to control if you've grown it in your yard. <laughs> it is totally degradable and regenerates on its own. So eventually, you know, it will. It's not like plastic. It's not going to hang around for you know, 500 years or whatever. Um, but I'm, I, I always read things like that and think, how long is my pillowcase going to s- stick around? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here are the potentially bad bits. Manufacturing process that converts it to usable material is not good. Generally speaking, for flooring, it has to go through tons of steaming. Or firing in a kiln, which takes – it's very energy intensive. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's going to burn a lot of energy. So your footprint's kind of wonky on that one. But some flooring manufacturers, and this is what Lisa picked up on, use formaldehyde adhesives. I thought, okay, well, that kills any <laughs> eco uh, <laughs> right. value done, there. Done. Um, Check. And then, of course, the creation of bamboo fabric is even more disturbing, but that's for another segment. You know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was fun. Remember to tune in to the Green Divas Radio Show next week to hear another installment of Sleeping Naked is Green, based on the book by Vanessa Farquharson. This segment was sponsored by Essentia, the outrageously comfortable natural memory foam mattress, so you can sleep green and healthy. Find out more at myessentia.com. Okay. Well, that was not the smoothest segue out of that than I've ever had, but, you know, we're practicing. (laughs) I got freaked out because I saw the time, and I'm trying to keep this segment to five minutes. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) How did he cut it off? Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, so um, let's go and talk right to – let's go to Michelle and and hear a little bit about what you're up to with your your pet news and views and how, how green your pets are. My pets are very green. I use the word recycled, and everybody should have a recycled pet. Yeah. Meaning don't, please don't go to a breeder. Please don't shop at a pet pet store. Pet stores are other words for puppy mills. Um, I ask and I practically preach to adopt, don't shop. Mm -hmm. I can't say that enough. You can find whatever kind of dog or cat that you would like at, a local shelter, if, you, if, if there's a specific breed in mind, go to a rescue. There is a rescue for pretty much every kind of breed you oh, can yeah. think of. I almost became the Newfie Rescue oh. in New Jersey way back when I had a big house and a big yard and lots of money. A lot enough room for Newfies. <laughs> yeah, you need like a barn stable. Well, I just posted a... a post on uh, coonhounds and because a lot of these, a lot of my readers from the South were saying, I, I write a lot about pit bulls and 
they were saying, you know, pit bull, coonhounds are the pit bulls of the South. Oh, okay. They're pack dogs. A lot of them are used for hunting, uh, but they're kept in packs. They're not kept in the house. They're not doted on. They're, they're kind of disposable in that sense. And a lot of them wind up in shelters. So there's, um, I got, I heard from so many coonhound owners on my site. We had a discussion going back and forth. It was pretty amazing. I, I just didn't know there were so many coonhound yeah, lovers out right? there. But the bottom line is if you want to get a green pet, start by going to your local shelter or rescue. Well, that's awesome, and that that is a really great way I've, to start yeah. thinking about it. I've never bought a pet before. All the pets I've had have come from shelters. You know, I preach going to a shelter, um, and there's uh, figures that I've read about 20-25% of the animals that you find, mainly dogs at shelters, are purebreds. Yeah. They're dogs that... Tw- I'd say that percentage about 20, about 20% of dogs at shelters oh, yeah. are purebreds. Wow. A lot of them come, they're rescued from puppy mills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are the the small little cute dogs, the yappy dogs that um, people adore. You mean the accessory dogs? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put them in a cute little pouch and in their little diamonds and furs. But you'll be surprised what you find. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, it truly is amazing what you'd find at I a I think shelter. we should do a, a movement to rescue dogs from being accessory dogs. <laughs> rescue them from, you know, tacky uh, sweaters. <laughs> well, actually, tomorrow I'm going to a bark pageant, a beauty bark pageant Aww. for... Um, what is it? Mount Pleasant Animal nice. Shelter? Yeah. Nice. So uh, anything to raise money for, for the shelters. Um, actually, I do a lot. I've been doing more and more contests on my blog where I just teamed up with Motopet. They do beautiful uh, bowls. Some of the materials, they're all PBA-free. Mm-hmm. Some of the materials they use are recycled. And what's great about them, the, the shapes, the colors, they're, they're just gorgeous. Um, they don't tip over, and they don't skid, and they've donated... 50 bulls to two shelters of mine that oh, um, nice. wow yeah because the whole idea is when you go into a shelter and the the word shelter or animal shelter is kind of depressing you think i, I remember years ago walking into a shelter i'd come out with tears yeah, I mean, the cement I, I, floor and their little raw feet from the you know the the uh, urine and the, the whatever and the, yeah sometimes their pads yeah. are that's torn. what i mean yeah it's, it's hard but it's not like that at a lot of shelters uh, there are so many wonderful ones i mean i support jersey animal coalition here in south orange which is in my backyard and then my favorite is helen woodward animal center in california mm. They have rescued all kinds of animals. They have a therapy writing academy for kids with special needs. Wow. Um, the, when you go into the cattery, it's open. There are beds. It's, it's beautiful. It's the absolutely cattery. beautiful. That's cute. <laughs> and the kennels where the dogs are also mm-hmm. just welcoming places. So Moda Pet, has, they make these solid bowls. They look like glass, but they're not. Um, and as I said, they don't topple over and they don't skid. And they they donated all these bowls to these two shelters um, to make the place decor really does matter, especially if you see, walk into a shelter and yeah. there are cages and cages and some of the animals get lost. There's something called black dog syndrome. A lot of the black dogs or cats are overlooked because they kind of blend in and it's dark in there. Oh, that's weird. So it's really important to have like a nice red or shiny collar on them, to have a bowl in there so you can see, and to make the place more inviting. What was it that we saw? I don't know if it was you and I, but someone, um, a woman who's a photographer, was saying that Uh, a lot of dogs were not getting, you know, because people go online to look at these shelters and the photographs are, you know, a lot of times 
they're just not great photographs and depictions of the dog's personality. So she, this professional photographer yes. was taking photographs, you know, kind of cleaning them up, dressing up, putting pearls on them. And I think they all uh, had pearl. All the girls had pearls. All the girls had pearl. <laughs> but it, they were great photographs, and it really did highlight their. Um, yeah. And I wish I could remember her name. You may know um, of someone. I know that who does you're that. talking about. Yes, yeah. because the pictures. The problem is uh, a lot of these shelters don't have money, and they don't spend the money on publicity. And that's really important because as cold as this sounds, these cats and dogs are saleable objects. Yeah. yeah. And they have to be marketed, marketed as such. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't be two for the price of one or free. These you go to a breeder, you spend thousands of dollars on on certain specific breed cats and dogs. Why is it when you go to your local shelter they're giving them away? They really need to make money too. And the the space needs to be inviting for these animals and for you, the consumer that goes in there and, yeah. and shops. You're, you're looking for a family a family member. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's how these animals are should be treated. And in addition to like getting these recycled pets, is to spay and neuter your pet. Well, I mean that is yeah. the greenest <laughs> yeah. You, you can't get any greener than that. Population control is an, a green issue of sustainability for humans and obviously for animals. There are Absolutely. 600 million stray, you know, dogs, uh, stray dogs. There's a group called 600 million. What? I wrote about them. On, what? Uh, we're talking worldwide. I was going to say, worldwide. really? Okay. Oh, wow. That's and, still a number. Oh, yeah. And cats, it's hard to calculate because dogs, you can see them. Cats oh, yeah. are really good at Feral right? cats sort of hide out in, in neighborhoods and things like that. Well, the other thing with feral cats, if you can do TNR, trap, neuter, and return, so you you trap them, you take them to a vet or a shelter, you get them spayed and neutered, and then you put them back into the community so they're there and they won't reproduce. Uh, the, what people out. don't know about the feral cat communities is that they they maintain the same number in their in their size of their own community in the spot that they're feral. Well, they so also if you just take them away, they'll reproduce and and continue to maintain that number of cats oh, that's in that they area. Work at? That's kind of weird. Wow. Well, yeah, no, there's. They're constantly, if you just take them away, there are more and more because you're not fixing the problem. And there's no way you can take all of them away. I actually wrote a controversial post on my blog of, oh, a few months ago, the National Wildlife Society. They do not like ferals. And they're uh, what they'd like to do is just kind of eliminate them. them. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's a lot of them are birders, and I love birds. I really do. I, I remarked to you before I came in, there were some bluebirds outside, and there were some hawks, and they're just gorgeous. Um, cats do eat birds, and a lot of people don't like that. It's part of okay. the cycle. Now, listen, I hate to cut you off because this is good stuff, but we've got to go on a break. And then when we come back, we've got Becky Streepy um, from Important Media Blogs, and we'll talk again. Okay. After after we talk to Becky, so stay tuned. Have you or someone you care about gone through cancer treatments recently? Chances for survival are better than ever. But to support complete healing, call Dr. Kathy Ostroff, a certified clinical nutritionist helping post-cancer patients bring their bodies back into balance. Her highly individualized programs are based on detailed blood analysis that highlight critical imbalances. Call Dr. Ostroff at 973-822-2529. That's 973-822-2529. Now more from the Green Divas and the token testosterone green dude, Scott. All right. 
Welcome back to the Green Divas Radio Show. (laughs) Just in case you didn't know what you were listening to. Oh, my God. It's so Saturday morning, isn't it? Well, you know, Saturday morning is Saturday morning, but when we get in here, we just, there's so much information that we, it gets. I know. We just railroaded right over Lisa's well thought out and researched uh, take two segment this week. That's all right. I'll save it for another week. It's all good. I know. I just, you know, we, I wanted to, while we had Michelle in the studio, you know. Great stuff. And and we've only gotten to like a quarter of Michelle's stuff. So we're going to get her to write. She's going to write um, some I'll, stuff I'll post up. something on the blog. Yeah, which is great. So um, and, and in the meantime, you know, you can contact us on Facebook or whatever if you have any questions and want to talk to Michelle more. But we'll have everything on our blog. Let's go to Becky Streepy. Becky. Hi there. Can you hear us okay then? I can, yeah. Great. You are on air, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I said your name right? Um, Streepy. Yeah. Well, Streepy. Yeah, I had I had to practice. I had to practice because in my mind, for like five years that I've known you, it's always in my mind been Stripe or Streep. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess there's a lot. And Stripey. <laughs> Stripey. Well, I hadn't thought of that one either. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a trooper. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so tell me... Um, all the different blogs. Now, I know Eat, Drink, Better, and Feel Good Style, and Glue and Glitter, right? Yes, that's the blog for my crafty business. And, that... and um, I also contribute at Care2, and um, I'm a freelancer at How Stuff Works. How um, Stuff Works? And oh. I just took over as co-editor at Blue Living Ideas, which is a blog all about water, and it's all, that one's also on important media. Oh, is it? That's one yeah. of my favorite subjects. Water? Yes. Well, it's a big one, and it's one we damn well better be paying attention to. Uh-huh. Absolutely. All right. So now you're up to something. You're getting ready to do a panel or something for an upcoming uh, crafting event? I am. Um, the Summit of Awesome is coming up later <laughs> on this month. I love the name of that, Summit <laughs> of Awesome. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's a crafty summit, and um, Hello Craft has been putting it on. This is the third year. And um, the first year was in Washington, D.C., and then last year's was in Portland. This year it's in Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. And um, I'm on the green crafting panel with my friend Shannon Mulkey, who's a green crafter here in Atlanta. So what kind of things are you going to be talking about or showing? Well, we haven't gotten everything sorted out yet, but I think we're going to probably talk about um, greening your crafty business, maybe a little bit about the whys of green crafting, and... um, Probably sourcing materials, because that seems to be the hardest thing for people, you know, just finding things that are eco-friendly to use. Awesome. So where are some of the sources of those eco-friendly Get it? Things? Awesome? Get awesome. It? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Moving right along. I guess what you're making. Shannon and I both focus on sewing, so we'll probably talk about organic fabric and hemp and um, also vintage material. Wow. Yeah, I, now t- t- tell me about organic um, fabric and hemp, and 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 we were talking a little bit. I don't know if you were listening before about bamboo, and um, how you feel about that. Um, man, well, bamboo is a little bit tricky. I feel like it has its upsides and it has its downsides. It grows fast and it doesn't need a lot of pesticides, but a lot of bamboo fabric, the process they use to make it isn't very green. Right. Right. That's Unless you're buying that, li- I guess it's called lyocell. Oh, 
Don't know. Is that it? Or tensile? Okay. One of them. <laughs> so one one of them has less processing, chemical processing, than the other? Yeah. To make bamboo fabric, they basically take the bamboo, because bamboo doesn't grow fibers. It's those big stalks. Right. So they, like, make this chemical slurry, and they basically press it out into fabric, just like polyester. Right. Okay. Anyway. Um, Anyway, um, I prefer sticking with organic cotton or hemp or vintage fabric um, for the stuff that I make because conventional cotton just uses so many pesticides and so much water. I know. And I I learned much more about that than I thought when I I talked to someone who makes organic cotton uh, fabrics. And so they had enlightened us about where so much of that comes from India and, and these these cotton farmers that are not growing organically over there. I mean, they're 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 so sick from the pesticides and the chemicals that entire villages are having you know they're they're dying off or being you know born very ill from all of this stuff. So that organic now you're talking about f- um, thread more or less. Or you're talking about fabric. I guess for me it would be more fabric, but you can find organic thread too. It's a little bit harder, but there are some sources out there online for it. Okay. So now and now there there are people making organic fabric in this country, right? There are. We actually <laughs> at Crafting a Green World have a fab fabric series where we highlight all kinds of eco fabric options, but a lot of um, organic cotton that you can get here in the US. Oh Robert okay. Kaufman has a great line um, of organic fabrics from a few different eco-friendly designers. And um, Cloud9 Fabrics, I think, is made here in the U.S., and it's all organic cotton. All right. Yeah, it, it is. Um, great the better processing for bamboo is Litrax, L-I-T-R-A-X, which is a designed from, it's a Swiss company name, and that is the the better processing, the alternative processing for bamboo. Oh, okay, fabric. Lisa's been busy back, you know, looking looking that up for us. Thank you, Lisa. Found that on Wikipedia. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll post that on the because uh, I don't, I already don't remember. Litrax, L I T R A X. Okay, cool. But is it? It's all right. Just I I don't mean to interrupt, Becky. But is Litrax? You know that some of that bamboo fabric is so freaking soft. Right? Have you ever felt it? I mean, it's 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 um seductive. <laughs> it is very soft. And um, I, don't, I don't know how they do that. Okay. Well, we're gonna. Well, but yeah, it's probably you know, probably not the happy kind. But we'll have to check out Litrax and see if it's as soft as the stuff we kind of get. I'll do a little more with. homework and post it on the internet. No, oh, we'll get a sample on man. our on our blog. We'll have to get a sample. So I'm excited about all this. This I hadn't really thought about, you know, nice organic fabric that you can buy. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm still excited when I can find like an organic T-shirt that isn't 40 bucks. Yes, it's so hard to come by. Seems like I guess it's easier if you're shopping online. But but just to be greener in the long run, we, we have to be our, our clothes have to be less disposable anyway. You know, we have yeah. to stop needing to buy so many sweaters or shirts or whatever, right. and we need to recycle them. And we can even refashion stuff. You know, you have some uh, a dress that, a knit dress that you can refashion into a skirt and a blouse after you're done when you don't want to wear it as a dress anymore. And we just have to think about not having disposable, all our clothes being disposable. Well, and if you're crafty like mm-hmm. Becky... <laughs> then you can, like, make really cute stuff. So, Becky, what are you doing with some of this fabric stuff? What do you do? 
Um, I make crafty um, craft kits and products that are aimed at um, foodies. So aprons and lunch boxes. Oh, I'm so in. <laughs> we're we're a bunch of foodies here. No, we're all like going yeah in the background. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Of course, you knew that already because from Eat, Drink, Better. Yes. You knew that already. Well, I knew that about you, Meg. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I assume everybody's a foodie. But the apron thing, I love a cool apron. Do you use vintage fabrics for that? Yes, I use um, vintage and reclaimed fabric. And sometimes uh, I have. there's an Etsy seller that I get my organic hemp from, and every once in a while I splurge and, and use some of that. Okay, talk about organic hemp fabric. It, how is it? It f- sounds like it's kind of scratchy, you know, linen-y type stuff. Oh. Yeah, hemp gets a really bad rap, but I think that's so wrong. Hemp is kind of amazing fabric. It can be heavy, but there are hemp blends, a lot of, like, hemp cotton blends that are much softer. And the great thing about hemp is that it gets softer the longer you're, you know, using it, washing oh, it, and wearing okay. it. But it also gets stronger, so your hemp garments aren't going to fall apart like maybe something you would get at a big box store. Wow. So, and hemp obviously doesn't have the, you know, in the process of making it into fabric, it isn't as uh, eco-ugly as bamboo potentially can be, right? No, yeah. It's just, it's spun like regular, like cotton. How cool is that? Now, I haven't heard much about hemp fabrics before. Are there people Uh, making nice hemp fabric designs here in the States? Yeah, a lot of the um, eco fabrics that you can find are, um, it's usually a 55-45 hemp and cotton, sometimes the other way. Okay. Um, there are a lot of sellers on Etsy that are printing their own fabrics using a hemp cotton blend. And uh, the seller I use, she doesn't do so much prints. She does mostly just dyed fabrics, so like soft colors, but she has beautiful colors and she uses eco-friendly dyes. Oh, that's... I love her stuff. And who is that? That's Noonday Textiles. Noonday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Noonday. Okay. Oh, I like that. Noonday yeah. Textiles. Okay, we'll check them out as well. The only problem with hemp is that you can't grow hemp in the U.S. It's illegal. Yeah, oh. yeah so. well, yeah, because you can smoke it, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you can't. This is not the, this is not the same I, kind of hemp. I know, but they grow it in Canada, don't they? Do they? I'm I feel pretty like sure. most of the hemp I see comes from China. Oh. Oh, and so what do we know about the use of pesticides and things in hemp that comes from China? The thing about hemp is it doesn't need a ton of pesticides to grow, so it's, it's like not that. really a big concern. But if you're sticking with organic hemp, you're probably fine. Well, I know that um, when there was a hemp milk thing a few years back, do you remember that? Does anybody remember the hemp milk? Yes, I do. <laughs> I Actually, I still, I still, I still, I take hemp milk now. Okay, so but there was a whole controversy about it and growing it and <laughs> where you make it, and I believe there was some folks in Canada that that were doing, you know, were growing the hemp for the, and they were organic, so I don't know if they're providing for. It's kind fabric. of ironic because there's all this medicinal marijuana right now. That's being grown here in the states, all over, and and we can't grow For the food? kind of yeah. the kind of hemp that is not you know, smokable. Yeah. Not smokable, but <laughs> actually, is, well, you can it's smoke great it just for the land. It's such it's such a great 
plant. Yeah, it is. You know, it, it doesn't use a lot of water. It doesn't need a lot of pesticides. It's such a great return on all the things we can use it for. Come on, people. Yeah. Get over it. Smarten up a little bit. It's the cotton industry that's given them a oh, hard time. The cotton lobby. Yeah, really. yes. <laughs> uh, that's exactly sure. what it is. Sure. That is exactly what it is. Lobbying in its finest again. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. Becky was right, though. I think it's also an educational curve because hemp gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. They need a PR agency, man. All they right. do. <laughs> I, I guess people associate hemp with, like, kind of a hippy-dippy yeah, situation. exactly. Dude, you got your hemp T-shirt on. <laughs> There's so many places in this country, out in the, the plains in you know South Dakota and North Dakota and, and all areas out there where it would be perfect to grow. There's plenty I, I of land. I know what we have to do. We have to get involved with the farm bill and get a lobby in there to, to subsidize hemp. I mean, if you're going to subsidize something, subsidize, you know, clothing. Uh, Good luck with that clothing. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check in with the Tea Party and see what... It's all that hemp, man. I know. So whatever, you know, I'm just dreaming. Yeah. Well, let's keep dreaming. Let's let's keep thinking positive and hope that um, that whole the whole farm thing. So so talk more about the summit of awesomeness, which I just think is so fun. Um, Are you are you going to be bringing some of your stuff there? That's a good question. Um, in the past years, they have had like a mini show at the end of the summit where speakers that also have crafty businesses can sell. Um, I haven't heard anything about that yet, but I have my fingers crossed because that show is always really fun. Oh, I bet. And I just want to give a shout out to eatdrinkbetter.com, which is really, um, you, you're doing such a great job. You're a great foodie. Oh, thank you so much. A foodie. That, I love that site so much. I kind of... Yeah, I love it. Well, a foodie <laughs> with a sense of humor and who's really good at picking up on, on important stories. Like, oh, thank you so much. Like the pink slime. <laughs> oh, the pink slime. I People swear. got so mad about that. You have to tell our listeners what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. The pink, pink slime. I can't remember the real name for it. Can you remember it, Meg? No, no. But Becky was one of the first that really, um, you know, highlighted it. So, you know. I saw it in, like, a Q&A on Gris and wrote something pretty quick about it. And we got tons of comments, and people were really mad. And some people were confusing it with mechanically separated meat, which it's not the same thing. But from what I understand, this pink slime, which I can't remember the real name of. Why do people get mad? Like, Wait a minute. Why were people mad? They were mad at you or before, mad at the... Before you talk about why people got mad, please tell us what pink slime is. <laughs> sure. You don't <laughs> want to know. From what I understand, it's the trimmings from, like, the cutting rooms where they process meat um, cleaned with ammonia because it's, like, the stuff that falls on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then used to kind of bulk out meat to make it cheaper. So, like, ground chuck maybe would have a certain percentage of this. I'm going to try to find the name of it, well, the, the real name. Well, the, the, the thing is, is when you see it, and I don't know if, if Becky had done this, but somebody had, when you see this stuff, you don't know, it looks like strawberry mousse. And you're like, oh, wow, cool, that looks yummy. You want to stick your finger in it. But then when you realize that it's it's not, and it's the filler that, that many – Fast food companies are buying to put into hamburger meat and other various things that you eat at Burger King, for instance. And, you know, it's horrifying when you realize what it is and where it's going. And so there's this whole movement now. And and Becky was really uh, one of the blogger journalists right out front, uh, 
alerting us to um, a movement to, you know, ban the pink slime, man. Oh, man. That's rugged. (laughs) Right? Right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So... But, but that, it seems like the best way to avoid it is to just know where your meat is coming from. Exactly. Or, you know, my favorite option would be to just not eat the meat. Well, there you go. <laughs> I hear you on that one. Yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty good. I didn't worry about getting it accidentally because I don't eat burgers, man. I don't eat the stuff that well, comes Well, I haven't eaten a burger since uh, Richard Linkletter's film, what is it, Food Inc.? Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't eaten. I've, uh, I do organic meats and things, but ooh. Well, Becky, you know, keep up the good work because we're all inspired by you. And you're, you're, I said I, earlier that you're my green blogger mentor. So, oh, thank you. We'll have you back on the show soon. And I'm sure there's like just tons more to talk about. So everybody, which um, which particular site would you like us to, to highlight? Well, I'll write them all down, but it's glue and glitter. And that's the one we're talking about more or less with the green crafting. Mm-hmm. And then there's eatdrinkbetter.com. Yes. Um, and and um, Feel Good Style. Feel Good course. Style. And we'll have to talk about that one another time because there's just not <laughs> enough time. Um, but thanks so much for calling in today, Becky. Thanks, Becky. Thank you guys so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so she's just as darn cute as she, you know. Does she ever sleep? sleep? I know. She's How does she a, do I was wondering the that. same thing. I meant to ask her that. How do you get it? You know, no, she's she... young, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs sleep, you know? I sleep when I'm dead. You know. Well, you know, that is one of the joys about working at home is you can get up in your jammies, sit down, do a little work when you're in the mood, take a little break, do some... Take well, that's... I mean, I, I work... I work... Sometimes I work 14, 15 hours a day, but I don't do it like all day. You know, like I get up at 7 and I might work for a couple of hours and then I take a break. You know, so it's not grueling, and I work at my own pace. But when I'm in a mode, I can I can pack a lot of hours in a day. I still got it, man. <laughs> anyway, I just want to mention that Michelle has a couple of books here relevant to her pet news and views and, and the pet stuff that she does. One is a really cute children's book called Animal Jokes to Tickle Your Funny Bone. And it's really fun. It's for kids. What, what age What age group do you think? Fourth nine? and fifth. Fourth yeah, and fifth nine, nine and ten. You got it. Yeah. So um, it's just really cute. And uh, I love on the, it. And what's different about this joke book is that in the back of it, it, it has a little lesson on how to how to create your own jokes, right? Yes. I think that's so cool. And then what's the other book you have over there? Um, this is something that I loved putting together, the Everything Guide to Working with Animals. Mm. I had interviewed over 300 professionals that when we think of jobs that you can have with working with animals, you think of veterinarian, vet tech, right. you think animal behaviorist, maybe dog trainer. Groomer. Yeah. There are so many more. I met a woman who is a makeup artist to animal actors. Wow. <laughs> so if you think of Dalmatians, we all know what Dalmatians look like. Their spots are not in the same place. So yeah. she worked on the movie, oh, the Glenn Close movie, yeah. uh, 101 and 102 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. The, the lead dogs had stunt doubles. Like, you know, Brad Pitt has a stunt double. Well, every um, <laughs> every lead yeah, has yeah. a double, or, or in this case might be three dogs to stand in. And the makeup artist has to make sure that the spots on the dogs are the exactly identical. Well, that's a heck of a job. That <laughs> it be really easy. is. Well, she did a really cool show. Um, PBS did a show on a zebra who befriended uh, 
oh, yeah. a little girl, and yeah. zebras are pretty honorary. But uh, she, ornery, uh, ornery, yeah. yeah, she, um, she took a white horse and painted these stripes on it, and you couldn't tell the difference. Oh my god, yeah, it was pretty cool. Well. We've burned up another hour. I hope it's ah. been fun for everyone. And please go to our blog, thegreendivas.com, to get all the information we talked about. Thank you so much for being with us this week, Michelle. Nice Welcome to have you, you, Michelle. And uh, I hope everyone has a great green week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Green Divas Radio Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to visit the blog at thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. And remember to share the good green news with friends and family.